News never comes at convenient times. Uh, I am Josh Neighbors, the host of Locked On Big 12. Chris Gordy is here. He is the host of Locked On SEC. We had to scramble to get here, but we are here. We have the news. Texas and Oklahoma were making their way to the Southeastern Conference after the coming academic year. So after the 2023 college football season and the 2024 college basketball plus spring sport season the deal has been done it is going to be over a hundred million dollars from both texas and oklahoma going back to the big 12 conference and also uh it also sounds like fox is going to get some compensation in terms of games but chris when you saw the news last week that this thing had hit an impasse did you really think that oklahoma and texas were actually going to remain in the big 12 until 2025 I did. I mean, we're literally talking about, and I have the tweet pulled up right here, Pete Thamel of ESPN. This is time-stamped February 3rd, so literally a week ago. Sources, the effort for Oklahoma and Texas to leave the Big 12 a year early and join the SEC in 2024 has stalled and at this point is unlikely to come to fruition. When I saw that, I, I, I believed it. Now, Ross Dellinger of SI, he stood pretty steadfast. Hey, they are still mm -hmm. talking. They are still trying to make this work. And this is where the news, you know, like sources and reporters and people who report news who also work for that company, this is where it kind of gets awkward, right? Because Pete Thamel works for ESPN, and he's literally putting out the message that ESPN wanted was, oh, man, talks are dead. I don't know if we're going to be able to make this work, Fox, to pressure Fox to come back to the table and go, hey, let's get a deal done here. So it's weird. It's a little slimy, but this is what it took, and it really – the, the big thing here, Josh, was it was Fox. Fox was the whole right. Fox did not want to give up the games. I think it was the six games of Texas and Oklahoma that they were going to lose. And so they kept coming back to ESPN and the SEC and, and the Big 12 and kept saying, make it worth our while. What are we going to get? Let's let's start the bargaining here. And ultimately, what we end up with is Texas and Oklahoma, each, each paying north of $50 million, so a combined $100 million to leave the Big 12 and join the SEC a year early. Yeah, and I also want to credit Brett McMurphy. He was on that too as well last week with, you know, talks not being dead. And then, you know, I, th I thought about it last week. It was funny because over the weekend, on his way out of the K-State uh, game, K-State-Texas game, Brett Yormark had basically made a comment where he's like, negotiations take twists and turns. He knew this wasn't over. It seemed like everybody knew it wasn't over, but the big question was about Fox. And rightfully so. If you're Fox, Chris – why? What leverage does anybody have over you? Because you own these games, right? You are the one who owns these games. They are owed to you. And so unless somebody makes you a financial offer that would beat what you would make in terms of advertising, and that would have to be a, it also, number one, that would be a guess, right? That would be a guess about how much money it would have to be. Um, you know, Unless they beat that, why would you give it up? Because you are owed those games. And so that's what's going to be interesting about this is seeing that. But that's what I thought last week. And that's why maybe I wasn't – I was not in a 2025 camp, but I was – this makes sense that it's taking longer because why should Fox budge at all, even if the Big 12 and Oklahoma and Texas had a deal done, which was reported as well. Yeah, so this this is from Dellinger's article. He says, an inventory trade of some sort. Fox gets a game or games that ESPN would own 
That was an option in their latest talks. That would include offerings like non-conference games involving the schools. So Texas has a scheduled series coming up with Michigan and Ohio State. Oklahoma has scheduled games, you know, against Big 12 schools that they could play. So, like, this is all options for Fox. So we're going to find out in time what Fox got out of these dealings. But I love what some of the quotes were, you know, uh, one Big 12 official said, if they want to go, uh, they want to go and we want them to go. Like, everybody wanted this to happen. And and the Big 12 is bringing in Houston and Cincinnati and BYU and UCF this summer. They When the schedule came out last week with the Big 12 schedules, they were all like, look, this is fun. This will kind of be a fun little thing. Houston's like, oh, we get to play Texas. And, you know, it's kind of a fun thing. But I think everybody looked at it as, oh, this will just be a one-year thing and then we'll move on. It was really weird for everybody going, no, no, this new Big 12, we're going to do this with the ex-wife for not one year, but two more years. And that's where I think all parties involved are like, look, we got to move on here. And it coincides perfectly, the timing, with the expansion of the college football playoff now. Right. And also the realignment happening on Fox's side of the street with the Big Ten. Right. We I thought a big part of this, too, was always that the SEC was going to do what was necessary. And I'm not sure if this I'm not really sure how much this matters. You can give me a good answer on this. Like, you know, I've never really bought that it mattered a whole lot that Fox would get their full complement of teams, the Big Ten in a year earlier. I mean, what does that really mean? Because. We all know the SEC is the dominant conference when it comes to college football. What does Fox having the full complement mean? But everywhere you look, Chris, people were making a pretty big deal out of the fact that, you know, well, now finally the SEC and ESPN, they get their full complement the same time that Fox gets their full complement. I never bought into that meaning a ton, right? You know, just like, what did that mean to you? Because it didn't mean a whole lot to me, but it meant a lot to the networks, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I think ESPN, they, they wanted – so, you know, the CBS deal is, is coming to an end, and right. you're going to have ESPN is going to be the home of, you know, the traditional 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern uh, SEC game of the week. I've been told by multiple people that's going away. That will now be the Saturday night primetime game on ABC or ESPN. So, like, we were so used to, you know, Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. We got Bama, Georgia at 2.30. No, 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 no. That is now – primetime ABC SEC game of the week, uh, you know, once the, the rights go away from CBS and over to ESPN officially. So ESPN had a, a, you know, fighting interest in they want every SEC game, including, the, you know, the addition of Texas and Oklahoma as quickly as possible because, mm-hmm. man, who, you know, you, Bama plays Texas this year in the non-conference game. I mean, think of that matchup maybe just going pencil that in as a Saturday night matchup for the right. future here too, there, you know, for the rest of time, um, Oklahoma, Georgia, or whoever, who, you know, whoever they match up with, like those are just such a sexy matchups that I know ESPN, they wanted to turn the page on this as quickly as possible. And yeah, they kind of wanted to tell Fox, Hey, go, go cover your big 10 games, whatever. Right. Like we, we want to move on. Well, well, it's interesting because the thing is too, you know, it's very true, but also it was going to cost them something, right? Like, you, you are now, we've talked about it before, they're going to have to give up some games. So my idea was like, look, it's going to cost you at some point. Either you have to give up games now or you wait an extra year and then you get all the games that you want. So to me, well, everybody seemed to think that was a huge deal. To me, I never saw it that way, although I knew the networks did see it that way. Uh, let's get into what this means kind of moving forward and what we think that TV arrangement type deal could be, because I think it's a huge question. First, a quick word from the sponsor, the folks 
over at the FanDuel Sportsbook, the big game this weekend, Super Bowl 57. You guys can still bet on it. Over the FanDuel Sportsbook, for my money, guys, the best interface, uh, you know, no BS. It's an easy interface. If you're just getting started, it's the app that I would recommend to everybody. Signing up is easy. And if you guys go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, you can see it here, see it right here on YouTube. You guys can get a no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57 and also get up to 3K in bonus bets if your first bet loses. So no better place to get rolling, no better time to get rolling on the FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, and the official uh, sports betting partner of the NFL. So this is interesting, Chris, with the TV side of this. We've seen all kinds of arrangements and trades. Lest you forget, Joe Buck was traded for Purdue-Penn State. That is a thing that happened. Fox <laughs> traded Fox traded uh, Joe Buck to ESPN for that Thursday night matchup that was Purdue and Penn State. So, yeah, you're wondering, you know, it's it's, and I find the TV stuff really interesting. Is this a lottery situation? You know how there's a lottery each season and they they draft the games. Does Fox get an extra lottery pick, which I, I assume that's what it ends up being here. Uh, you know, is Fox getting a couple extra lottery picks? Also, it sounds like in this too, Chris, um, some of the some of the payout that Fox would be giving to the Big 12 is going to be supplemented by this money, this $100 million that's coming back. So, you know, it, it sounds like they had to make a pretty substantial offer to get Fox on this. And I would be shocked if there are not lottery picks or specific games already picked out for the Fox network, uh, you know, when it comes to the trade-off. Yeah, I would almost go ahead and just circle uh, Saturday, September 7th, 2024. That's when Texas plays Michigan at DK Royal Stadium in Austin. So I would almost circle that one, that that may be one of the bargaining chips that Fox is going to get now right. uh, as part of this kind of, this kind of given it's interesting i talked with greg sankey at sec media days last summer and i asked him about a potential early buyout and he kind of threw his hands up in the air and said we're not we don't have anything to do with this that's between texas and oklahoma and the big 12 and i said yeah but like it behooves your conference get this thing done early i said if if they called and said hey would you help us write a check would you help and greg Sankey basically said no no, we're not we're not writing a check for anything. That's between them and their ex-girlfriend. Like that's what it is. So mm. I just found that interesting. So Texas and Oklahoma giving up, you know, hundred million dollars to get this thing done. Uh I think I read it's gonna come out of their rights fees. And then even we, you know, like more just like petty for the Big 12. They said they're gonna sprinkle it and share it amongst all their members and go, and yeah. everybody's gonna point at Texas and Oklahoma and laugh and go, ha 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 ha. Y'all have fun over there in the SEC where you'll finish middle of the pack at best. So it's um I don't know. It, it's it's a lot of uh it's a lot of drama, it's a lot of all that, but yeah, that, that Texas Michigan game that just stands out as one that yeah, if I'm Fox, I would have had that as my uh my number one bargaining chip go. Give us that and give us hundred million dollars, y'all can go. Chris, are you accusing us Big Twelve folks as being petty? Is that what you're? Is that what you're saying? Well, I've I've heard. I've hey, who, hold on. Who who left? Yeah, no. And so, Iowa so don't State, you have the right to be as petty as you'd want as long as they're in your neighborhood? Sure. I saw an Iowa State fan tweet at me earlier and said, uh, "Look, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Have fun with all <laughs> <Texas." laughs> uh, And look, I, I'm under, and I want I want the SEC folks know. Like I've been all over this. I am under no. Uh, disillusion. I understand what massive brands they are, but I have little sympathy for for Oklahoma or Texas. And, and we saw it this past week. Chris I thought it was it was pretty embarrassing on their part. 
when the Big 12 schedule came out, everybody does those cool, fun schedule re you know, releases. It's a great opportunity for you and your social media departments to shine, right? Uh, Kansas had a great one where they had a child, a six-year-old child, draw the mascot of every single team on their schedule, and the players try to guess which team or which mascot it was. And that's how they went through the schedule. Texas Tech had a funny video, all that kind of stuff. And you see great graphics, you see creativity. All Oklahoma, Texas did was retweet the schedule from the Big 12. And they went back to tweeting about the Senior Bowl. And, you know, I know they're upset and frustrated, but I was of the opinion that you have to take your medicine with this. It's okay they're going to the SEC. I would do it too with my school. Any school should. But to cry and whine about officials and schedules and when you're getting the schedule and negotiations for your way out, that to me, I've got little sympathy for that. And I'm not saying SEC folks are are clamoring for this, but like I will say it is it has been nice to watch them cry and whine while also their football teams do not come with, you know, especially this year, uh, didn't really come close to making to the Big 12 championship game, which kind of gets us to the next part here, Chris. How are they going to fare when they get to the SEC? They could have used one more year. Come on, right? I mean, they could have used yeah. one or two more years to build up that recruiting and, and get that coaching in. And we'll we'll get into it a little bit about, you know, how is it going to work with nine-game schedule or whatever. But just on the surface, I, I go back to my conversation when it came to uh, conference expansion, is be careful what you wish for. And that goes for everybody. Like, when South Carolina and Vanderbilt and Tennessee and, you know, I'm just mentioning schools that aren't Georgia or Alabama, like when those schools are saying, yeah, bring on Oklahoma and Texas, <laughs> hey, your schedule just got tougher. So your quest to get to, and, and again, I'll take Tennessee out, but like let's say Vander, Vanderbilt, they want to get to 6-6 six and six and get to a bowl game. Like that's what Clark Lee's mission is this year. If you get Texas and Oklahoma added to the schedule, it just becomes that much tougher. Um, you know, for Georgia and Alabama, trying to run the table, go undefeated, it becomes that much tougher having those teams in there. So I just say, like, be careful what you wish for. And then also on the top, on the back end of it, like, I get, like, Texas coming to uh, Williams-Brice Stadium, South Carolina. That That's a big sell. Unless they're 3-3, three and three, like, then, and unranked, like, then it's not that big of a deal, right? So it just becomes, like, when I look at what Texas has done the last few years, 7-3, and 5-7, and 8-5, and five, like, I, are they going to get better than that coming to the SEC? Right. I mean, they better be recruit. Uh, Arch Manning better be Bryce Young times two if that's going to happen. So it's it's fun to talk about. But, Josh, when we get into the schedule and those games start getting played out and the season gets played out, luckily the, the college football playoff expands. But, I mean, the SEC's not going to get like four or five at large. Teams. It's not going to happen. I mean, they'll get a couple, but it's just somebody's going to be left out. And South Carolina's riding high right now with Shane Beamer. I know I keep going back to them. Let's even say AM, Jimbo Fisher. They had just had a terrible year. They're hoping to bounce back. Dude, it gets tougher now if you got to play Texas or Oklahoma on top right. of the Bamas, the LSUs, the Arkansas, and all these teams. So um, I don't know, man. It, it's going to be fascinating to see. But I always say this somebody's got to suck. They can't all be good. You know, somebody has to lose games. You know? I, I always say this too, Chris. It's, it's the same thing for you know, for Big 12 basketball. You know, we're going through this right now. And even SEC basketball to some extent, right? Like, Somebody has to eat the losses at some point in time. And, and uh, you know, I think you made a good point. We're going to see a lot of full stadiums in the Big 12 this year for the same reason we're going to see a lot of – we always see full stadiums in the SEC, but there's going to be a lot of interest 
and Oklahoma going to Cincinnati or even Oklahoma going to a conference school right where it's the last time we know for sure we're going to see OU play. I'm sure Bedlam this year is normally well attended, going to be extra well attended this year. It's the last Bedlam for a while now that we know, you know, with this happening. And you're right. Like if Texas is three and three, it'll be the curiosity of South Carolina fans that draw them out there. But it's six and you know, you know three and three uh, Texas in the SEC against, you know, what uh, two and four or four and two, you know, South Carolina. Like, what are we really talking about here? You know, with that. But I will say it it does bring the excitement factor with seeing the new matchups. From a competitive standpoint, though, and I'll just speak for the folks that I work with that on the Oklahoma side of things, a lot of the, you know, Series 6 and Oklahoma folks, there is a certain sentiment of, like, we'd love one more year to kind of build things. They're not even sure, but, you know, I mean, they're not sure Brent Venables is the guy. I mean, I think right. they are all still comfortable with him right now. But 6-7, and seven, that's the first losing season since I was, I was a child, 97, you know, the year I was born. And Texas, they are recruiting in all the right places, Chris but the results are not there yet on the field. And so of course they're saying publicly that they'd love to go, but like those fan bases expect to win games. So when they show up and they're going eight and five in the big 12, and they start going seven and five, you know, in the sec, like be careful what you wish for. It's all I'm, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying maybe they could have used that extra year. No, and, and, and again, I just go back to the fallout, and I know a lot of Big 12 fans are hoping Texas and Oklahoma fall flat on their face and, and don't succeed. Well, let's say they do succeed. Let's say both are, are possible 10-win teams. Well, Alabama's not going to fall flat on their face. They're going to still be there. Kirby Smart, last I checked, loaded, back-to-back national championships. They're, they're not going anywhere. And so that's where I look to, like, everyone's so high on Josh Heupel right now. Fantastic season, double-digit win year. Totally right. Like, that isn't going to happen. If This happens in the SEC all the time. I'm like, oh, no. When yeah, South like, Carolina goes six and six, and what's going to happen? Or five and seven, you know? If, if those other four are good, like, you can't be good. You know, LSU, Brian Kelly, he came to the SEC hoping to win a title. Won the SEC West, had a fantastic year last year. But now suddenly you get a schedule, and it has Alabama, road trip to Auburn, road trip to Austin, home game against Oklahoma, like suddenly get more losses on them. Again, everybody's holding out hope. Like we don't even care about winning the conference. We just want to get in the playoff, blah, 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 blah. Okay. But again, that number is limited. They're not going to put a million SEC teams in the playoff. I hope they do, but that even that number is limited. So are you okay? You know, with these two franchises coming in, if you're a Tennessee or your A&M is eight wins fine and going to a, you know, the Music City Bowl or something. Like, I don't know. It's just not everybody can be good. You're going to have some outliers. There's going to be some teams that break through and win the SEC or get in the playoff, and that's great. But it's not going to be able to be an every-year thing unless you are recruiting at the level of what Georgia and Alabama are doing right now. All right, we're here from one more of our sponsors. Then we got some some more news coming in from Brett McMurphy. But first, let you all know about the folks at Bill Bar. Guys, we've been talking about Bill Bars for years, but the good news, they're now available at both Walmart if you want the four-pack, Sam's Club if you want the 13, and I recommend the 13. They've got new delicious flavors. They've got brownie, any kind of brownie, brownie fudge, uh, cookies and cream. They've got a churro flavor as well. And if you guys still want tasty treats in the new year but don't want all the fat and all the calories, Bill Bars are under 200 calories. they got plenty of protein. They're not super high in sugar. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate, so they're delicious too. So you guys can go to built.com or 
your local Walmart for the four-pack or Sam's Club for that 13-pack today. All right, so we got some news from Brett McMurphy over at the Action Network. He is tweeting out that Oklahoma and Texas will send that $100 million, foregoing $100 million. Fox will receive $20 million of that. And also, Oklahoma and Texas will not receive full SEC share in the first year of the league in 2024. So, Chris, what, what this makes me believe that Greg Sankey said they're not going to write a check, but Hmm, where is that money? Where is where is that money going to go, Chris? Where is that money that they're not getting full going to go? I I love. Where do you think it's going to go? I think it's going to go to FOX and also the Big Twelve. Uh, yeah, but also, it doesn't matter. It's funny they're going to be making funny money anyway. So what does it really matter in the end of this? Well, and that's that's the part of this is you know uh, they're gonna they're gonna get about seventy million per year in revenue from coming to the SEC. So what's a little bit off the top to come in? And then, you know, we're going to be just fine. You know what they're going to do? And I guarantee you, you're going to see this. Texas and Oklahoma, they're going to load up all their, their team shops and stores with Texas SEC shirts. Like, they're going to make up some revenue. Time to make that money back at the bookstore, baby. Oh, yeah. You need a, you need a bear, a Texas, uh, you know, Longhorn. Um, SEC, uh, right. Boy, with, with the SEC shirt on it. Like, they're going to absolutely try to monetize this thing as best they can. And, you know, hey, if you had that bumper sticker before that said Texas Longhorn, proud to be, hey, now you got to get the one that has the SEC logo on it and all that. So they're going to find ways to do this. But I, I did want to bring up Seth Emerson over at The Athletic. Mm-hmm. He put out a piece saying, you know, okay, now that we're here, what is this going to look like? Because that's the next discussion. And it sounds like all signs are pointing toward we're going to do a nine-game schedule in the SEC and, um, again, like you got to pick what rivalries do you want to protect? It sounds like to me, the, the easiest option is two permanent crossovers. So everybody plays everybody except for you have two permanent crossovers. And for me, to me, for Texas, I think they've got to play Oklahoma every year. Right. And the then, and then can we get the A&M rivalry back? <laughs> how, how are A&M folks going to feel about that? Well, tough. That hey, you, you <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. You, you've been in the league for a decade and you haven't won it yet. You don't get a say. So, <laughs> so who would you, you do it? for Oklahoma second? Oklahoma second. You know, maybe uh, I have two. Uh, I Arkansas because of the the or Missouri. Go back to the do, give me the Big Twelve one. Do we? Okay. I know AM's there too as well. Do that, but uh, I think that one that would be good. Just as selfishly as as Missouri Tiger, but yeah. I also want to mention want to mention one thing. One quick, quick thing, Chris. It is not said explicitly that that um, Texas and OU's money from not receiving a full share is going over to Fox. I'm just assuming that. I don't think there's any reason that you wouldn't make them a full partner right off the bat. I mean, they are just as big of brands as you know a lot of other schools there. Uh, I'm just saying. I think it's safe to assume that some of that money is going to, you know, who's paying the money out? It's ESPN and Disney, right? I think it's safe to say some of that money is going to compensate uh, Fox and Fox in the, in, in the Big 12. Well, it's um, like when you go to work for the mob and it's like, what, well, it's for me to bring in the circle, it's going to cost a grand. But right. after, you pay, after you pay back what you owe me, everything else is your profit. Like, it's that's almost profit. like what it is. Like Greg Sankey going, look, we ain't paying for your membership to come in here. That's on you. We'll just right. take it off the top, and then eventually you'll start making money here. So the Big 12 is is going to – they've scrapped divisions already. I, I assume that's what they're going to do again. Um, 
I think this year was a great example of it, Chris. In a 12-team playoff scenario this year, you know, actually, I think it's I think it's a pretty good example here. So it, in the 12-team playoff scenario, I'm not sure we can guarantee LSU would have been in, right? I'm not, I'm not sure we can say that for sure they would have been. The Big 12, and I'm not saying the SEC would have gotten 12 teams, but the Big 12, I, we can guarantee you that both of the teams that finished one and two this year in the Big 12 championship game would have gotten in, right? K-State won the league. And also TCU obviously made the made the national championship game, so you know they got in anyway, right? So I don't think they're going to go back to divisions. I think having divisions screwed them in a four team. I don't think there's any reason even to go back to it, even with the security of a twelve team. The SEC the SEC still has their divisions. So what do you think happens on that front? I think that's going to go away. I think you're, and it becomes a little bit easier. Because you lose the SEC East and SEC West and all the rivalry, you know, the tradition there. But I think you'll still preserve, you know, Auburn, I think, could still play Alabama and Georgia every year. I think you could preserve those rivalries. I think Alabama and Tennessee could still play every year. I think you could preserve those. But it becomes easier for the SEC championship game. I mean, there's been some years where the SEC West champion has had three or four losses, but they won that side. And so they go to Atlanta. I think in future scenarios, you just say, hey, the two teams with the best record in the SEC will go to Atlanta and play for the SEC title game. But it is amazing when you look around the conference now, a lot of schools don't even care about that. Like I was talking to a guy who's a Tennessee fan. He was like, I don't care if we win the SEC. I just want to make the playoff now. So it does become the playoff is now the goal now. You know, it becomes a little bit like basketball. Like who gives a damn about the SEC tournament anymore in basketball? It's like. You know, I want to make the sixth round of 64. Like, I want to make the NCAA tournament. And that's where right. I think we're going to, it's going to fall towards uh, college football now as well. Teams that play for the conference championship, great. But schools that don't, they don't care. Put me in the playoff. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, that's the part of all of this. You know, a lot of our in season conversations become so playoff driven and, and they'll continue to. That's why I like the expansion, right? Because it obviously includes war teams. And, and the conversations to the SEC, it's always going to be like, well, Three or four losses, they you know they could they could definitely they could definitely make it, which I think makes it interesting. They, I think they should get rid of divisions, and I, I think that even if it puts you in a scenario where you've got a replay one week later, you know after rivalry week, like I would have rather watched Michigan Ohio State one week later than watched you know Michigan Purdue. No offense to Purdue or anything. Um, so you know, and and look, I'm not sure. I mean, the nice thing about the SEC is actually some of their last week rivalries are actually out of conference games, right? There's there is a there is a piece of that at least for the, the Georgia of the world, who's obviously a top dog now, uh, you know, for uh, um, Florida, who obviously was a top dog for a while in the conference. So are, are you okay with that? Even, you know, even if we saw a replay, let's just say, a, I don't know. Uh, let's just say they play, they play A&M Texas at the end of the year. And that helps up. That's how I ended up. Or even in Auburn, Alabama, right? That's how I ended up being a rematch. Would you be, a bit, would you be okay with that? Yeah, I, I think that's kind of what you, you know, where we have to go with this. Um, the interesting part, you brought up something interesting with the non-conference games. I do wonder, like, if we're going to the non-game SEC schedule and you got to add Texas and Oklahoma, the schedule gets even tougher. Does Kentucky still want to play Louisville every year? Does, does South Carolina still want to play Clemson every year? I know the traditionalists are going to say, yes, yes, those are rivalries. You cannot get rid of them. But again, for Shane, Shane Beamer's sake, God, I got to play Clemson too after just <laughs> going through this gauntlet of a schedule? Like, I wonder if some discussions with those maybe right. are considering going away. Georgia doesn't care about Georgia Tech. They'll keep beating up on them every year. But. I was going to say, notice how you didn't mention Georgia and Georgia Tech, right? Yeah. It's almost better for them to be like, remember who owns Atlanta? It's us. Every every single every single late November, it's important for us to do that. But it, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with all that. It, I do think, like, 
you know, at least from a travel uh, thing, you know, they foot they fit in the footprint. You know, Austin isn't that far past College Station if you're if you're flying. Um, Oklahoma isn't that far past Arkansas or Missouri. So, I mean, like, you're all kind of in the footprint. I do wonder, though, for the Big 12, BYU's not close. <laughs> like, West Virginia having to go over to BYU right. or C- Central Florida having to go up to Cincinnati, back to Florida, then over to BYU. Uh, I do think maybe divisions would make a little bit more sense in the Big 12. Yeah, but I, this this conference got burned so badly with that one true champion thing when it kept Baylor and TCU out, and I just don't think they can go back to it. I think that what they can do is go with the more regional rivalries at the end of the year, right? So maybe you do your Baylor-BYU at the end of the year. You do your Texas Tech versus Houston at the end of the year. You know, whoever you want to assign Oklahoma State to at this point. You knew that at the end of the year. And also, you know, I know we've been pretty SEC heavy, but I feel like a lot of a lot of their stuff is what's up in the air right now in terms of scheduling and whatnot. But I want to mention one thing for the Big 12. Brent Yormark deserves a lot of credit because he has he has come in, in the face of this. He has negotiated their television deal, undercut the Pac-12. He has gotten this deal done. They've re- recouped $80 million, which they're going to give to the original eight schools, basically at a clip of $10 million apiece, which is not insignificant. I know it's not, you know, all the money that Texas and Oklahoma could have paid them, whatever, but it was always going to be a number somewhere in the middle. They have not frustrated television partner Fox. They've kept ESPN happy as well, who are both their new future television partners. And now with this out of the way, Chris, they can fully turn their, their attention to adding more teams. And I think now with what's happening to Pac-12, I think Oregon and Washington are back on the menu. I think they're back on the menu because they're having a tough, top, prob, uh, tough time getting a television deal, and there are Oregon and Washington, Oklahoma, and Texas. No. But are they uh, a – they're both teams that made playoffs, right? They're both teams that made playoffs. Oregon is Nike's college football school. Washington is in Seattle. And also they've got Utah and Colorado and the Arizona schools. So I'm just saying, Brett Yormark, you know, this stuff was – he had to do it anyway – but like he's knocking this stuff out with pretty good efficiency now, and I wouldn't put it past him to make a couple more moves here in the offseason. So if you're a Big 12 fan, I know you maybe wanted more money, but you're getting cash. The original eight are getting cash. Television partners you're working with are happy, and you got a chance maybe to add some more. So kind of post OU in Texas leaving, best possible outcome I think here. Yeah, I just again maybe I'm just an old fuddy duddy. I still think geography should matter a little bit. Because I'm a fan who likes to go on road that trips. That went out the window. But let's be real, Josh. Driving from Norman, Oklahoma down to Waco was feasible. Driving from Norman, Oklahoma out to Eugene, Oregon every other year is not worth it if I'm a okay. fan. Chris, Chris, I I am my alma mater, Missouri, has a, has a rivalry with South Carolina because they're now both in the SEC East. The only two things those two places have in common is they're both in somewhere called Columbia. That's the only thing that South Carolina and Missouri states have in common. And they're the same division and have actually pretty deep. I think it's a pretty decent rivalry. Like they don't, those two schools do not like women's basketball, red hot, great rivalry. Uh, even football too. It's, it's got a little heat to it. So, but like that stuff's been thrown out the window. I mean, UCLA and USC, why are they going to the big 10? Because Los Angeles, right? You grab those two big brands and TV like, deals, but like how many right. fans are going to make that? Like initially the first year when it's fresh and new, yes, fans will make that trip. Cause it's new. Like I, I talk to Alabama fans. They're like, they can't wait to go to Austin. Cause that's going to be so fun the first time. But then after a couple of years, yeah, driving from 
from Gainesville, Florida over to Austin, Texas doesn't make as much sense anymore. So, again, and I say drive because RVs, the, the SEC is synonymous with tailgating and the RV experience. Yeah, we can all hop on a plane and fly out there for a game. But, again, I just think we lose a little bit of the college experience. I know you're right. This is all about dollars and cents, and it doesn't matter where teams are. It's anymore. why you and I are talking right now. Yeah, but it should. It's geography should make a little sense. And that's where, like, the SEC expansion, if they expand more, Miami and Florida make a lot of sense, or Clemson, because they're all right there in the footprint. But, again, you're talking about adding more blue bloods. They're going to make it even more tougher on the Vandys and, you know, the the other teams at the bottom of the barrel here that are going to struggle to find six wins a year. All right, Chris. Well, I'm sure we'll have more on this as, as time goes along. Is there anything else to add? But right now the deal is done. We're good to go. Where can people find you and your work and all of its variety? Hey, Locked on SEC, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And, uh, hey, welcome all Sooner Nation and Longhorn Nation to SEC country. It is coming July 2024. You guys can find me on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find the show at LO Big 12. You all can find the podcast Locked On Big 12 wherever you find your podcast and on YouTube as well. Chris, as always, it is a pleasure. It is a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, I'm also glad the SEC got their ass kicked in the, the SEC Big 12 Challenge. There we go. All right. Talk to you next time.